Hey guys, yeah. welcome to the Just Saying podcast with myself, Christopher Manso, and my co-host, Mr. Paul Vato. And a quick introduction: we usually ignore people for a while, <laughs> but we know them. And this is a brand new guest, uh, actually, brand new meeting. This is Mark Sandler. How are you, sir? I am well, sir. Thanks for having me. Mark and I have actually, we, we have conversed, we have communicated. That's, that's a phrase I'm learning to use now because I got a new phone. <laughs> yes, you did. But, but what is it? It's a communication device because nobody freaking calls on the thing except for scammers. And so it's a computer and everything else. So Mark and I have actually... Uh, have communicated through Facebook and stuff. Uh, when we started the podcast, he reached out and uh, gave some good advice and everything. And, and we were looking to fill a few spots um, for non-paying gigs. So I was going to say you're scraping free. the bottom of the so, barrel here. No, we weren't <laughs> scraping the bottom. We were about midway, but we we're on the upper 50%. Okay, I, I feel better. He sees the spittle just fly right now. But anyway, but he, he came on, so I had to send the bio, your bio, which is a nice bio. It's two lines. He says, don't piss me off and don't talk about my wife. So we're, we're going to be good. We have an open field. No, it's actually a pretty good bio. I sent that over to Paul. I said, Paul, do some research. Do some stalking, electronic stalking, Facebooking. See what we can talk about. Paul's like, we'll just talk about anything. We don't talk about anything. We talk about anything, nothing, and everything, don't we? Yes, exactly. But I, I do like I, I did. I'm, I'm guilty. I did actually go through 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 the bio and uh, uh -oh. I, I like the funny acronyms. Would they be you know, you're the, the CPO? Is that the, the chief? I am I like the chief that. pouring officer. Yes. Yeah. Chief pouring officer. Well, yeah. So I'm always about a good pun. I don't know if that's considered punnery, but uh, yes, I enjoyed I enjoyed uh, uh, I enjoyed those. So thank you for that. It was a good laugh. You're welcome. <laughs> it's good uh yeah it's a play on words it's a good pun so it's a good pun. you my friend well maybe we're acquaintances right now hopefully this will grow and blossom into something special especially when paul and i take the show on the road we use that greyhound bus pass and we'll go out to philadelphia and drop in and say hi and have a cocktail with you and a cigar absolutely hey absolutely you Anytime. are it says the founder and president of liquid assets enterprises yes yeah enough about that we're not giving free <laughs> plugs around now. you do financial stuff you help people you know you teach these people to put their money to work for them and not to work for their money i get the whole gig right is it that simple oh no um might be a little more complicated than that okay yeah. well then then expand upon that okay um so liquid assets is kind of a, a joke because when we bought this house 20 almost 27 years ago um the previous owner i had known we asked him to knock to the door and said sell me your house and he did figure that one out um he had built kind of a party room in the house next to the family room it was hadn't been used in years was a mess we let the kids play and finger paint in there and destroy it some more and then when they got older and were able to have a playroom outside of mom and dad's view i started construction of the liquid assets lounge um, it didn't have a name at the time it was just i wanted a bar i wanted an english pub in my house for myself and my friends to come and relax and have a good time um, my wife came up with the name because she said at the time we had no money, so all of our liquid assets were in there. 
and that's how the name started. Um, I started the LLC a few years later when I was doing business consulting and needed an LLC, and it's kind of morphed into my wife has the Liquid Assets Bake Shop and Tart Emporium. That was further that she, down the list. I wanted to get to that because I didn't know what Oh, that yeah, that's, yeah, that was my wife's hobby, um, which obviously the pandemic has amped up to a nuclear level. She is constantly baking, and that's become her sanity, I guess, and keeps her out of my hair. So it's, uh, it's quite of an amusing thing. So Liquid Assets has spun off to a variety of things, and it's the name of the LLC. I do business consulting um, with a heavy influence in the insurance and financial industry, but I've done it for construction companies, IT companies. I just have a mechanical brain, and I'm able to spot problems and fix them. It's nice. Just one of those weird little talents. Can you fix our problem that we don't have any money? We have money. I have money. Banks Paul's have plenty mad. of money. You know, we're all wearing Paul, masks anyway. Paul's right? mad because I won't spend any money on a battery for him. We're using it as a timer. So when he gives me the high sign that he's about to, the show's over. We just, I don't care, mid-sentence, you're done. Just to give you a heads up. What are you smoking? What about I am smoking a LaFleur d'Antilles, one of Pepin Garcia's oh, yeah. lovely sticks. I happen to be one of my favorites. So, and a friend gifted me a box last week, so I thought I would break it in. How long have you been one enjoying the, cigars, Mark? Um, I guess about 20 years now. 20 years? Yeah, I, I actually never smoked cigars before that. Um, I had a, a client of mine who always smoked Ashton 898s. And at the time I needed his business for the industry I was in and couldn't get a meeting with him, tried and tried and tried. And finally, I got him on a golf course and I noticed there was always a box of Ashton 898s laying around his office. So I brought a box and I had never smoked a cigar and he handed me one and said, here, I'm like, I don't smoke. He's like, you do now. And that was it. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's so, in, in, in the Ashton. That, well, that's close to close to you. Holtz. Yeah. That's Bobby. Levine. Six miles from my house. Yeah. It's Bobby Levine stuff. Yes, uh, it is. Yeah. I know. Well, I've met Bob several times over the years. Uh, great cigar. We had a good conversation way back in the day when the big smoke first started. He was nice oh, yeah. enough. They had probably for their, I'm not going to say it's a logo, but they had a cool poster, kind of an Art Deco 30s, 40s with a gal uh, mm -hmm. side shot, Ashton Cigar. And I had mentioned that uh, about it. And he actually took my business card and sent one of those posters, which I still have framed up in, uh, in the dining room of the house. It looks good. It's a nice piece. Yeah, Robbie's a, a good guy. I got the pleasure, well, I guess it was pleasure, right after 9-11 was Big Smoke in New York in November. So I was in a bus with Robbie and 20 other guys going to Big Smoke as we drove past the Trade Center site, and it was still smoldering in November. And it was uh, wow. kind of one of those things that makes you, t you know, stop and think for a minute. Um, we got to Big Smoke, and they had added a third session that year for all the police and firefighters. That was right before we went in. So as we are getting there, Rudy Giuliani and all these police and firemen, thousands of them are coming out of the event. And, you know, we were just, people just started applauding. I was going to say that had to, that, that had to be breathtaking. It's not the word, but I mean, that had to stir something into you, you know, absolutely. The emotions had to be there after, after that tragedy. And then to see something 
like that and see all those guys, how could you not uh, stand and salute or applaud for, Absolutely. for all and those just folks? Some of the nicest guys you've ever met. I mean, I've, I've known a bunch of them over the years and, and met others. And, you know, the, you know everybody's human, you know, human instinct is to run out of a fire, not into one. Yeah, I don't I don't get the instinct. And I have a, a couple of friends here in town that are volunteer firemen for their whole lives and have been since they were kids. And, you know, one of my friends is a local fire chief. And I said to him, I'm like, how do you break the instinct? of running away he says yeah you learn pretty quickly you're kind of screwed once you're in the building anyway so you might as well fight the fire and we found out last week i could never be a cop let's just add <laughs> one more thing we're going to go in the reverse yeah, for many reasons wait yes. a minute we're going to go in the reverse <laughs> it used to be when we started this this thing whatever it is i got a new job every week okay last couple <laughs> episodes we're finding out things i'll never do things <laughs> you'll never do well, I found out something interesting, and that is that there are, of, of all the firefighters, people, uh, it's at 80%, something like that, volunteer across the country. Does I mean, yep. it seemed a little high, but it's something ridiculous where most fire departments are, you know, they have their core people, but then a lot of them are just volunteers. I found Absolutely. this on Clubhouse. I don't know if the, you know, first... I had no idea. The first fire company in the United States was founded in Philadelphia by Ben Franklin and was completely volunteer. So there you go. Okay. I didn't realize it was 80%. 80. Yeah. It might even be, it might even be higher, like, like 90. I mean, it, it, was, it was something ridiculous. I was like, what are you sure? And the guy's like, he goes, yeah, you know, he's, he's a guy that produces uh, reality shows that, that are usually based around that industry. And yeah, he's, he's, he's a volunteer They got to him. And he said, that's what most, most of them are. So that was an interesting tidbit of information. Man, I would have thought it would have been, I just thought there would have been more. I, I, and we know they're well-trained. They know they never called me to be on the bucket brigade. I'm not going there. <laughs> no way. No way. I mean, I'll sit and pet the dog. While they're doing their work, I'll take care of him. But I'm not going near a fire like that. I couldn't do that stuff. I'm glad we have people like that. I really am because, man, Chicago would have burned if I was up there, baby. Mrs. O'Reilly's <laughs> cow would have wiped out the whole city. Hey, call, uh, call uh, Christopher up. He'll No. Call Manzo. Yeah. <laughs> What's he doing? I don't know. I think he's valeting today. I'm not sure. <laughs> We have to make it through the show. I may, I may just make channel from last show that just went up today on the YouTube channel. Uh, we had a guest on from Fayetteville, Arkansas. And, um, you know, we're all getting a little older. We don't really have an audience under 40. Well, maybe a little bit. I make my son watch, so that, that skews the demographics. Nice. And his, and his girlfriend. So I've upped that, you know. Now we, 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 we're getting into everything there. And Brian in the middle of the show goes, hey, can you net this out? I'm older. I got to. And I'm thinking, you got to go. You got to go. Just get up and go. We'll, we'll talk about you while you're gone. Just like any other place. You know it's, you know when you're hanging in a cigar shop, as soon as that guy goes up there, you're like, that son of a. Yeah, he always buys the cheap sticks when he goes golfing with us. Nobody wants a quorum. 
No offense that to never the happens. quorum people. Yeah. <laughs> I bring yeah, Ash and eight, nine, eights. This guy brings a quorum, takes the bands off and tells me he got some bundle deal. Come on. Come on. <laughs> but I just, Key's not here tonight. And I, see, now I go name mention again. I, I drop just little names. So Denman and I of Midcoast Studio here in St. Louis, Chris Denman and I were talking. I didn't get to see him in a couple of weeks. Got to visit. He's doing some great stuff. Just produced a great comedy show here. Uh, reopened the Fox Theater. It was the first show, first live show since the pandemic. And he pulled it off and he opened up with a, a comedy show that was fabulous, uh, well-received. And it's pretty, pretty nice. And he's a successful young man. I like to see him uh, keep growing and everything. But Key, who is my best production assistant ever, is not here today. <laughs> yeah. So I have no one to get me coffee oh. during, the, uh, during this episode. That's ridiculous. So if I get up and just leave... You guys talk amongst yourself. All right. Because uh, Ryan's peeking. Ryan wants a name mentioned, so he's peeking over the wall. He goes, I'll get you coffee. I'll go get you coffee. You know you don't get to get on camera, young man. What kind of coffee are we having? Why, Snappy Bigman coffee. (laughs) Is there any other kind? Just saying. Oh, there's other kinds. There's just no good other kind. There's a lot of good coffees. There's a lot. You know, I I know a a few roasters, man. There's some good stuff out there. There really is. Just good, not great. Because ours is great coffee. Just saying. Just saying. (laughs) Mm. So you are, see, you got one thing in here. I love the, you're the chief bore officer. I think that's cool. (laughs) And we saw, I got a, I'm going to get a part-time gig just so I can pay for more production costs so we can bring up some of the pictures because I was looking on your Facebook page. It's really cool. Uh, I love the way the bars look. The, the design you. is Thank really you. nice. That's cool. It looks nice at home. And I was thinking, you know, where's this place at? Maybe we get a free tap. We'll put a few name mentions out. We'll get a free drink out of the guy. <laughs> it's in his house. Well, we don't... Wait, hold on. The Liquid Assets Lounge is a nonprofit organization, so we don't charge. <laughs> so, so, is, so is yeah. this podcast. <laughs> so there we are we're on an even playing field now baby uh, we're not perfect. making a dime but uh no i like i like the, the the layout's cool and i can tell that you're uh just a a a little uh little bit of a fan of francis albert sinatra um a very huge fan that's you know i i've i've been listening to frank sinatra since i was a little kid and it's just, I guess, from being around it. Um, the funniest thing is that my youngest daughter, who is now 28, eh, she uh, she could basically sing every Frank Sinatra song because she's heard it so many times being around me that you know she knows all the words. A little off key, maybe, but she knows the words. So doesn't matter. But uh, no, it doesn't matter. But um, in Philly, there is a broadcast. Uh, called Sundays with Sinatra every Sunday morning and has been for 61 years, I think. Wow. And wow. it's one DJ. Who, wait, this DJ has been doing this since he was in his 20s. No. Like 20. It's the yeah, same DJ? Same guy. Same guy. And he's he knew Frank for years. He went to his concerts. And he was basically a kid and came up with this idea for a radio show and they stuck him on Sunday mornings on a talk radio show because nobody's listening Sunday morning at like eight in the morning anyway. He's getting a little older, so they start a little later now. But um, 
Yeah, guy's name is Sid Mark, and he's been doing uh, Sundays with Sinatra for, for 61 ever. years. Yeah. Holy oh cow. Yeah, I wow. went to an event um, at Resorts, the casino in uh, Jersey, for the 50th anniversary, and Junior, Frank Sinatra Jr. was there and a whole ton of other people, and it was amazing. Um, just an amazing night. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know why. Cool. I just Frank is absolutely one of my top five musical genres that I will listen to. Anybody else from that era? Ella Fitzgerald. Easy. Easy choice. Okay, now I'll give you another hint. Any other male singer from the 60s that you thought was pretty decent? Don't say Elvis. Oh, Tony Bennett. All right, you know what? We're going to have it out now. That's it. Why? What's wrong with Tony Bennett? Nothing's wrong with Tony. I like Tony, but Tony Bennett's in my top five. Just Frank's not my my number one. Is it Frank's not your number one of that era? No. Dino's number, yes. Okay, well, he had the better voice. There's no doubt about it. Oh, he was a crooner. He was a crooner. Frank Sinatra was a saloon singer. Yes. Dean Martin was a crooner. And I'll yep. tell you who had the best voice was mm. Sammy Davis Jr. He Sammy was, was the tr- best entertainer, I think. He, I'm not sure I about the he, best I voice. I think he sang better, though. I think he could carry those notes. He could, he, he could do some things. You're right. He was an all-around, uh, I think, better entertainer. But I think voice-wise, he could, he could sing some stuff. Uh, just a little better than those guys, but you're right. They were all they were all there. But yeah, I'll, I'll have that. There's a couple guys I know from the industry days, and uh, they were always Francis Albert. And I'm like, get away from me. <laughs> well, wow. Frank was the leader. You know, Frank was the chairman of the board. I mean, come he on. was the chairman of the board. I don't care. I was I was root for number two, which will never be in the ratings. Well, under the Wait heading on. of odd little tidbits of information that are strange, so I'm Jewish. My obviously my parents were Jewish. My aunt's Sweet 16 party was at a place in New Jersey called the Latin Casino, which is long gone. And Frank and the whole Rat Pack used to play there. And the entertainment at her Sweet 16 was Sammy Davis Jr. Wow. I mean, it's a long time ago. My sure. Friend, but could you imagine Sammy Davis Jr. playing a Sweet 16? Sorry, How cool was that? Sweet 16, I love you. Man, now that's some. See that's, see, that's all the. Isn't it amazing how we got together for the first time was electronically, <laughs> but uh, through a common bond, cigars, cocktails, yeah, coffee, Absolutely. talking about yeah. the the Rat Pack, and there's a connection to each town. Mm-hmm. You have some of the better connections. <laughs> they played in St. Louis. Um, I think they had to pay off a favor to Momo. <laughs> they, they did. They played, uh, uh, they stayed at the Chase Park Plaza and played a show here. Johnny Carson hosted it instead of Joey Bishop because he had something going on. But that's when they had to pay off the mob on a, a thing or two. I think Kennedy was involved with all that. They played up in Chicago at Jilly's and then they played in St. Louis. I Whoa. wasn't around to see the show. I wasn't invited. I wasn't even around to see the show. <laughs> Freaking cool. Every time when I drive through Forest Park and I go by the Chase Park, I'm like, I wonder what rooms they were in. How, just how cool that was. That was just, that was class act. And we, you know, Paul being in Vegas and he's uh, located downtown in old Vegas and beautiful time. And that's still where it still feels. And we talked about that before. That's where it still feels that. Yeah. 
Just that yeah. class act, man. You know, I took my uh, took him out there. My son turned 21. I don't know if I told the story or not. I'm old, and we don't have that many viewers, so I don't care. I'll tell it again. Uh, he flew down to Vegas. He was living in Colorado at the time. We, he called. We called him and said, hey, what do you want to do for your 21st birthday? He says, want to do something with you and mom. And I thought it was great. That was really sweet. So we thought about it. We've been out to Vegas plenty of times, some for fun, mainly for the cigar convention over the years and stuff like that. And we said, well, let's go to Vegas. Fly down, we'll meet you in Vegas. He was 20 at the time and uh, turning 21 that night. So we're walking on the casino floor. Gail comes over and she goes, you can't be on here. Midnight, I'll be stepping on the casino floor. And he was down there. But we took him to some of the old stuff too. We took him to downtown. Paul wasn't open. Uh, we didn't get to get didn't get to see him and stuff, but took him to Binion's. Uh, had to go down to the Flamingo Binion's. to the old place. He's playing cards down there. Uh, had a wonderful time. But I'll tell you what, what a change when you're on the strip. Yeah. Oh my God, it looks like New Orleans gone bad. Yes. It was just not what I remember. And I told him, you, you know what? You pack a suit because at six o'clock when we hit the floor down there, there's no jeans, there's no shorts. We didn't have tuxes, but baby, you're suiting up. And we were, you know, and he's a good-looking kid. Takes after me. <laughs> obviously, obviously. And uh, we were walking around, man. He got some compliments. So, you know, oh, yeah, young man, 21. Stay away from him. Probably. How much? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I said, buddy, Every time I, got, I, hear... I got 14 bucks. That's probably enough. Every time I hear... Uh... Hey, handsome. I'm like, I'm like, I live here. They're like, oh, okay, thank you. When we used to, go, when we used to go out to, when we used to go out to Vegas for the for the trade shows, you you know, and you know that. Have you ever been to Vegas, Mark? Uh, twenty or thirty times. Okay, so a couple. You're, you're kind of a novice. Once, but only oh. once with my wife. Man, I hope she stays in the other room. You know, we can edit Wait. anything out you want. We can send you a no, no, we no. can send you a totally different version of this show. No, we had, Ryan okay. will do the voiceover work, and we'll just fill in whatever you want to say. No, I had been in Vegas or have been in Vegas so many times for business because every trade show Is makes its Vegas. way through Las Vegas, oh my right? God, and my wife had never been, so for our 25th wedding anniversary, we got remarried by Elvis oh. in Las Vegas. You have a little white now, he chaplain? was an Armenian Elvis, which was a Doesn't little weird. But, you know, what do you Elvis, baby. You ever been to Graceland? <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, I love Graceland. I was driving past it on a business trip, and I was like, when am I going to be at Graceland again? So I went and saw the whole thing, and it was, it's cool. It is it's cool. It's kind of a cool it's spot. Fun. It's yeah. just neat. It's just one of those. His, his estate makes more money now than he did when he was alive. Oh, absolutely. It makes oh, a lot more money oh, now. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable the money. Made. But when, back to Vegas, when we would go to Vegas, and he was little, we would, you know, go do the show. We'd walk around a little bit. But you're walking down the, uh, down the strip, and there's those guys with the cars. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I always felt bad because people like, I don't want to. Like, dude, you probably get paid. I'll take them. My sure, wife's like, what do you got? And I would scream. You know, we were walking down the thing. I'm like, I got Vanessa. I just need <laughs> Sheila, and I got the whole set. And that's that's those are their real names by by Vegas law. They have you to have use to their real names. Play. They have to use their real names. That's right. Son of a gun. 
candy. My wife, we're back in the room, and I got a stack of these things on the dresser. She goes, what are you going to do with those? I said, I'm taking them home to our son. He was probably seven or eight at the time. I said, he's going to have every Pokemon card ever when he goes to school and trades these things out. But, but uh, that's a whole different uh, definition of, of, of poking man. Yeah. Pokemon. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Vegas is, uh, it's funny, when we were there for the anniversary, it was Halloween weekend. So oh, it was even been. strange. Oh, wow. I've never seen stranger costumes in my life. Well, we stayed at Paris that time. Oh, that's where, that's where we were that time. Yeah. I didn't that's see a plaque on the wall. They should have told me. I didn't know. It would have been nice. <laughs> Mark was here before you. Yeah, I'd never been to Paris. It was nice. Uh, we stayed. We knew we weren't going to be in the rooms much. It was, it was a very nice place. Just yeah. in case anybody from Vegas hears this, they mentioned Paris, and I won't have to hit you up for that room at the Four Queens, Paul. Uh, but uh, so we're, we're walking out. The, we're, Venetian's right across the thoroughfare. Road, 18 lanes each way. Nothing <laughs> moves. It's a big yeah, parking yeah. lot. And so we're going to see the fountains and everything, and I see... There's two showgirls staying outside of, out of uh, outside of the Venetian, and as we get closer, I'm like, those showgirls have been around the block for a while. They're running. Con I didn't know they were doing this. I because for the last few years, ten years, I would go out there, man. All we did was a convention. You pretty much stayed in the hotel, entertained people there, went to restaurants, or whatever. But within within the plaza, because it was always at the Venetian, there was plenty of places to go. You never had to go outside. Right, I love it right, when people right. would go out there. You know, when we go to the convention, it's going to be 117 degrees. I'm like, yep. keep your sorry ass in the hotel. Don't worry about it. But so, yeah, we get over there, and these two gals, I'm like, mm, they're looking. Want to take a picture? No. No, thank you. But then when we walked down, there was just all kinds of stuff. But we got down to, uh, got down to the Flamingo, at least got in the old, some of the old part, because a lot of it was gone. He's playing cards. He was having a good time. We get back, and I would let him wander. And like a parent, though, I'm like, he goes, I'm going to go gamble. Okay. It's your money. It's your birthday. I would circle around, kind of keep an eye on him just in case. I walk up to one table. He's sitting at a $50 blackjack table. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, I'm, I'm winning. I'm like, I never sat at a $50 blackjack table in my life. How much money is your mother sending you? Don't worry about it. I'm, I'm up. And he had a stack. I'm like, keep playing. Have fun. Keep playing. He had a good time. It was a good time. It's always a good time out there. It's always a good time. So, big, uh, see, this is the one word in your bio. So, we know you're a big cigar smoker, thanks to your business ventures. Yes. A lover of libation. Yes, says, absolutely. And, and this is the one word I don't like, collector. I don't collect yeah. anything. I drink. I'm, I'm a serial collector of stuff. I, I get carried away on so many different things. Can't help it. And I got just, cigars. You know. Man, do I have cigars. Yeah. Shit, I yeah. was just, I what was I smoking the other day? Troya. Remember Troya? That's a long time ago. That was 25 years ago. I found two the boxes stuck way in the back of the of the humidor. The wow. cigars that got me Man, started. You, little bitty, like before Fuente came out with the short story. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was about that time they had these little ones. Like, God, was that still so good. 25 years old. Yeah. It's funny. I used to smoke Baza Pyramids. I haven't, I don't even think that brand exists anymore. Holy what God. was it? 
Bauza, B A U Z A. B A U Z A. That was oh, from uh, yeah. that was out of Mike Cigars used to. Didn't Mike Cigars own that? I think it was made somewhere. Uh -huh. Then they remade it. That was a great freaking cigar. Yeah, there's a few of them that went away time. like that. Well, what's yeah. funny is flip through the old. Uh, I, well, I won't mention that name, but uh, I know what you. I'll, I'll I'll put it this way: It's not Cigar Press and it's not Cigar right. Snob Magazine because I know those guys. <laughs> they're great people. I know the other guy, but I don't want to mention his magazine. Uh, but when I you flip it. through some of the magazines that have been out and you look at what has come and gone over the years, even in the, because yep. it's been 25 years, eh, maybe a little longer than that since the boom back in yeah. those days. And you look at some of the stuff that was, it, it was great. And you're going, what happened? And part of it's consumerism. Yeah. You got to, you got to kind of balance. You, know, you got a cigar that's, working well for you. you got a cigar that's doing okay but then you look at production costs you got to get rid of some stuff but yeah some of the guys that have come and gone some of the guys you thought would have been around forever and then but man back in the boom days you could write a check write your own check you come out with a cigar man everybody was buying anything and everything to put on the shelves oh yeah well and everybody had a cigar named after them oh Chuck yeah norris had a cigar line i mean what <laughs> oh him and him, and him and belushi him yeah. and belushi yeah, they're, they're I'll, I'll tell those stories another time. He seems to remember my wife every time we run into him. Never remembers me, but he remembers Glenda. We'd run into him. I'd run into him in Chicago, um, and then, uh, but when we'd be at the shows, and we, would, in fact, they were having a press conference one time, and he invited us to have drinks with him, and we never met Chuck Norris. And so he's like, "Hey, you want to you want to come along?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, I'll go." Wife's like, "Yeah, we're going." We go, and Chuck Norris comes out of the room, and it was really smoky there at a press conference. He wasn't a big cigar smoker at the time. I don't know if he ever was. And uh, he comes out, and his eyes are watering. He's like, oh, my God, I got to get out of that stuff. And they're going, you want to have a picture with him? Sure. Not really, but of course. <laughs> I know he can kick my ass. Well, He's yeah. not a big guy. I mean, he was like, I had to do one of these to get in the picture. <laughs> Yeah. You know, he could take me down in one shot, I'm sure, but I was like, damn, you're mean. But yeah, oh yeah, everybody had his, uh, uh, Mickey Rooney had a cigar out for a while. Mm -hmm. Did he? Uh, yeah, yeah, he was at Did the show when it was, my wife's like, don't even go near that man, he disgusts me. He was sitting there just going on about something. I didn't know how old he had to be at the time, my God. Somebody get me a shirt, I don't know. I'm like, holy shit, uh, who else? Well, they came out with a Sinatra cigar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, George Hamilton had his George own. Hamilton but he yeah. actually had a lounge and everything yeah he Vegas, did does right? he not still have that it was in Vegas wasn't I it no I think it's long gone I'm pretty sure it's gone uh, so yeah we're walking around the, we're walking around the show and we come up to his booth and uh, you know he turns around and I'm just between I'm telling you what, sometimes I feel like George Hamilton and Paul Votto had a love child. If I get any more tanner and any more hairier, it's just going to be amazing. And he's just a bronze god. And, you know, he's, how are you? And I mean, this guy's sophisticated, small guy. I mean, come on, I'm a big guy, but I mean, 
just that small frame and everything, you know, always larger than life on TV or the, on, the, on the big screen. And, you know, and he's like, and we're talking, and my wife looks at him, and, you know, here, here's a guy who's done all this entertainment movies, and she goes, you know, when you played the warlock in Casper Meets Wendy, you scared my son. That was the, you know, I'm like, okay, there you go. That's what he wants to, that's what he, he's going to remember you. You, him, and Belushi, go have drinks. I'll talk to Norris over here. That was the reference that. That uh, was the, honest that to God. That was a with. reference. He goes, "Hi, how are you? You know, lovely to meet you." And she goes, "You know, when you were the warlock, you scared my son." And I'm like, oh. "That's funny." Don't, don't. Yeah, he's like, uh, "You guys want to buy something? No, move along." Because he was selling stuff, I think, too. But yeah, he had a lounge. I forgot he had a lounge out there. So that's yeah. gone now, huh? George is still around, isn't he? I mean, he doesn't call. I believe so. Yeah. Oh, he's still around. Well, the last big thing he like did, night. you know what? And I'm knocking the last big thing he did when I haven't done anything in forever and a day and all my stuff was local commercials. Uh, <laughs> I think it was one of the best casting he did since being the warlock in Casper meets Wendy was Colonel Sanders. Yeah, that's right. Remember that? Yeah. He was the best Colonel Sanders they did. Even beat out Jim Gaffigan, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That was great. Yeah, this is this is the last thing you've done. This What's podcast. That? This is the last thing you've done. This podcast. Yes. This this is your big. This is this is it, man. This is, this is it. it. We're over. We're done. We're gonna. Get, now I'm just gonna do it out of spite. Now, I'm just gonna continue. <laughs> no. Yeah, but this is national now. Thanks thanks to the internet, you can find us anywhere. Not just our poster man. hanging up in the post office anymore. Oh, good, good. <laughs> There's good. another Google reference for the younger audience. What's he talking about? A poster in the post office. Poster, post office. Who goes to the post office? What's what, yeah, what's, really. what's 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 snail mail? I think they just stopped selling stamps at the post office. Did they really? I believe, unless somebody was messing around, but I just saw that. Is there something the going on at the post office? Did the post office start in Philadelphia? I mean, Brent Franklin yes. did everything, and that's, you know, yep. the only connection I know about Philadelphia. That and the Liberty Bell. Liberty Bell, well, Ben Franklin started everything. He was the, he started the first insurance company. It's still in business, too. That's Franklin Insurance? Really no. no. It's what was called the name Philadelphia, of it? Philadelphia Contributorship, because basically all the policyholders contributed to it and became part owners. Now, the fun part is they still have the pen that Ben Franklin used to sign it into existence, which wow. is like a big deal. It's in a vault and you have to like open the vault and let you see it. It's pretty cool. Was it a, is it a Bic? <laughs> no, it looks like a feather actually, but it's, it's kind of funny. Feather. <laughs> yeah. Paul, yeah. see if we can get Ben Franklin on the show, would you? I'm working on it. I think yeah. he's in Paris right now, catching syphilis. So. <laughs> They toss an he, underhand. He, he okay. did have fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, he had fun. Man, I didn't know he started. The, yeah, he started. It, it seems like you know, Ben was the entrepreneur extraordinaire back in the day. He just started everything. I thought Absolutely. he was he a postmaster general. Not yes. 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 Wow. Yeah, there's something he going on. What, what is going on with the post office? Period. I went the other day to mail a package, and they weren't open. And I thought, what holiday is it? No holiday. Are they having cutbacks? Like, you know, because I still have to oh, ship sure. coffee. Out. 
But I've gone several times, and it's all you can only get to your safe, uh, not, not your safe deposit boxes. What the hell are they? Post office box. PO box. Yeah, post. post yeah, there you go. It's all, I can't remember the hard ones like that. Post office <laughs> you, you box. Yeah, and then there's, yeah, yeah. You yeah, could yeah. drop off a package or an envelope or whatever, but yeah, there's there's no uh, no front door service or anything. Well, if they're not selling stamps, what do they do? Did they sell enough forever stamps that they just decided we're done? Do people invest heavy in those? No, you I just feel, buy stamps at the supermarket, that's all. Yeah, or online. You probably just order yeah. them, right? Or, or or print them up yourself. Well, I used to use stamps.com, right. the business. And then we went, yeah, now with Shopify, uh, where you can find Snappy Big Bang Coffee. Not the new website, yeah, but you can still go peruse. It's not a great website. Are, are but, you? Uh, Sorry. Who's that? Is that that's you? My, my, yeah, my clubhouse went off. Would you mute that? I'm on mute. I'm going to have a stern talking to you, young man. After we have a guest here, there's no phones at the table. (laughs) Uh, I'm in a what's called a silent room, where you just hang out. Well, it didn't sound so silent just now. People follow you. That's one of that's one of the the thing that's one of the faults of Clubhouse is that when you get brought up on stage, your mic is unmuted, which. It should. They should, when you get brought up on stage, they should, you should be brought up, and your mic should already should. You should come up with your mic muted, because no one comes up on stage. It would be like if somebody walked into this podcast and they instantly, hey, hey guys, how's it going? Like you know, you kind of wait your turn to talk, and so that's that's just one of the few downfalls of Clubhouse. What's in its infancy? It is. It is in beta. Yeah. They'll figure and they're out. about to onboard Android users. Is is the next thing? So if you if you have an Android phone, you you'll do. be able to to get on. Yeah, Mark, are, are you on Clubhouse or any desire to be? No, not that <laughs> well. I'm on. I have an Android phone, so that kind of keeps me out of things. Yeah, but you could well, be one of the first, baby. They'd be that would make like a ooh. sidebar in the Philadelphia paper, the free <laughs> press. Mark Sandler Clubhouse. Yeah, but nobody would know because who reads the paper? <laughs> Wow. Hey, Ryan, can I have some coffee? I'm feeling old and I need to stay awake. No, you want to feel old. Just tell your kid to hang up the phone and they look at you like, oh, I know. We talked about that one time. Logan's actually getting it. Huh? See, I know them both. Logan's happy because they kept calling the wrong name the first time I met him. Kept going, George's a nice kid. And he's going, it's Logan. (laughs) He got all mad at me. He's all masked up. He can't even tell anybody. Still, man. Are you guys still all masked up out there? In uh, Philly? Yes. Yeah. Is it okay Although if they call Philly? Memorial Day, they said Memorial Day weekend, they are lifting all the restrictions on capacity. And then the governor announced that once 70% of the population is vaccinated, they will lift all the remaining restrictions on masks and things. So we'll see. Paul, how's it out in Vegas? Them. You guys uh... masked up, same. But I, I don't know. I mean, we're up to like eighty percent capacity now, so. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah, we're only at fifty right now. I so. think in the county, I got to turn this up a little bit. I think in the county here, I don't know. I'll just give a shout out to my director. I don't have a director. Watch this. Hey, Ryan, <laughs> did the county uh, open up one hundred percent now? Uh, I don't think the county is open yet. I know okay. the city is for sure now. The city's open? 
Yeah, the city is technically open. I think they've listed a lot of the capacity limits, but I've, I was actually just talking to a booker today, and he said the county is still kind of behind. There you go. If things get boring in Vegas or Philadelphia, oh, we're rocking out in St. Louis, baby. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I haven't been in St. Louis in a long time. Nothing's changed. <laughs> you know, we, we were having an issue. I could tell you how to work it, too. We were having an issue, Paul. Uh, not an issue. Well, it was an issue. So Mark graciously says, I'm going to, I'll come on the show. I'm like, thanks, buddy. Yeah, okay, I'm available at this time. I'm getting ready to head for the studio. Actually, I ran to get a manicure, and then I was going to come back and change and go to the studio. Because I'm just stepping out the door to get this manicure. I'm thinking, something's not sitting in my brain right. Yeah, Thank because you. I don't understand time zones, apparently. We don't. And so he's like 630. I'm EST. I'm CST. You, you're mountain time. What are you, Paul? Mountain time? Pacific. Are you Pacific? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> we're you know, three hours from, from L.A., from the coast, three and a half, four hours from the coast. So, yeah, we're... We are Pacific, and I, I don't know where it turns into mountain. But I don't know where it turns into mountain. That's like, I think, what is it? Houston is still on, 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 um, Central? on, Central, on Central Standard Time. Oh, that's interesting. I, didn't, I forgot well, that Texas there was a mountain. Texas is pretty I, damn big. I remember yes, one time we flew, we flew down to Mexico. Don't ask why. Still Smuggling. blocked out. It's blacked out. Can't talk about those missions back in the day, but <laughs> and Mexico, and get down there and they're still on the same time zone. You're like, well, wait a minute, it's Mexico. <laughs> I didn't know they had a time zone in Mexico, but yeah, still the same time. Yeah. Those were the, from Chicago to Cancun. What a great flight it was! What like three, three and a half hours? Oh, it's a short flight. It's longer. It's longer for me to fly to Vegas than it is to, uh, to go down to Mexico. Yeah, because you're already yeah you're already in St. Louis. Uh, I remember, I don't know if it was maybe the first time we ever went in the, in the 90s, early 90s, back in the 1900s. And I remember it, it must have been winter because it was snowing hard. And we were the last plane to leave O'Hare because I, I, it was coming down and, there, and people were like kind of panicking a little, a little bit. The plane got de-iced and people, you know, at the airport, they were like, I don't know, your, your flight might not leave. We're like, wow, man, we got to get down to Cancun. And sure enough, I think our flight was the last one to leave. We we, we leave, and then they shut the, the airport down. When we got to Mexico, they're like, yeah, you guys were the last flight. I think maybe even over the uh, the, the pilot came on and said, yeah, we were the last flight to leave um, Chicago. Uh, they shut the airport due to excessive snow. And it was just so amazing, the dichotomy of leaving Chicago and the winter and snow and then calling home from mexico and my my mom's like yeah your dad's outside shoveling snow and we're in shorts we you know we've already been to the beach i think and you know it was like 80 or 90 degrees i'm mean, just such a difference oh i know so that, that was one of my memories from from you know leaving o'hare and then ended up in mexico and they shut that airport down fast o'hare and in midway i know i've had plenty of flights Mm -hmm. I don't like being on a plane too when they're, you're waiting. They go, well, we're not sure if we see an opening. We're going to de-ice <laughs> the plane again. I'm thinking, just, just go ahead and pull it back up to the thing. I'll just get off right here. I'm not Let's, going up though. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, really. I'm done. I'm done. I don't like yeah. that. 
Don't like that. We're taking a flight back uh, one time. We're leaving Florida, coming back. And we had to fly into Dallas, then up to St. Louis. And we're waiting. Small airport. And I'll save the long story for another time when we actually have real liquor and I can smoke a cigar and regale you with one of my famous stories. Famous in my mind, anyway. But uh, I was on a... I was on a list. No matter when I went through security, I got stopped. And it's a, a longer story of how I got on this non-existent list. But it was there. <laughs> and we're going through. And the guy says, hey, you got to step over here. My son's little at the time. And he says, you just sit there. And he's not explaining anything to the guy. And I'm like, what happened? You know, he goes, well, you know, you got this mark on your ticket. And he says, so anytime, and so we went in and the plane's delayed, big thunderstorms are coming through. And so we're sitting there, we're bored and it's a small airport. It's like, I think Pensacola is where we were in a small airport, there's not much. So it was like, well, let's go out and get something to eat and we'll, we'll circle back. So we go back through security. I have to go through this again. And this guy's working the late shift. He's not happy. He doesn't like his job. He doesn't like people. And lucky for him, he met me. <laughs> so I told my son, I said, just sit here. I'll be right back. So I went out and went back to the front of the line and came through to his line. And he goes, you got to come over here. I said, I already did that. He goes, every time you go out, you got to come over here. I went, I don't have a problem with that. We're kind of bored. There's nothing to do. He goes, I got a pair of blue gloves. I'm like, well, we're done. Not going through that line anymore tonight. But we're going to fly out. And, and you see the our plane backs up. I'm like, what the hell? It backs up. And all these other flights are coming in. And it was like an eight-hour delay or whatever before we finally got out. And the thunderstorms, and they're still rolling in. And finally, so they go, we, we, we're ready to board you guys. I don't fit on a plane very well. <laughs> Yeah, it's not fun. My wife and I once were in St. Thomas years ago, and they pushed back and they said, we have mechanical difficulties. And of course, we have to make a connecting flight. And it's like, all right, well, we're going to make a connecting flight. And out walks a guy, this is the mechanic, who looks like he just smoked a couple of joints, and walks out, and I'm not kidding you, with a rusty old craftsman toolbox, climbs up a ladder, opens a hatch to the engine, now, I can see this because I'm sitting right at the wing. Takes out a hammer and smacks something on the engine, slams it shut, and we're good to go. And my wife looks at me and says, well, we're going to die. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm like, he hits it. like Literally, he takes out like a five-pound sledgehammer and smacks something, it. and we're okay to take off now. <laughs> well, it's the same thing with ours. They back, they back up. Well, we get on the plane. And I think sometimes they tell you, too much information. Yes. So the steward comes on and announces, hey, listen, we had a leak in the windshield. <laughs> we think we got that fixed. I'm like, oh, that's good. He goes, but some water got in the uh, control panel. He's telling us all this. He goes, so right. we tried some different things that didn't work. He goes, so what we're going to do is we're going to basically shut the plane off and turn it back on. He goes, kind of like when you have a glitch on your... Uh, on your computer, you just turn it off and hope when you turn it back on, everything works. We should right. be good to go. I'm pretty much like, I need to leave. Pretty much. Take, yeah, I'm, I'm off the flight. I'm off the flight. Yeah. Finally got to go. If you fly enough, 
If you fly enough, you get all those lovely experiences. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you what. And people don't know, not that I f flew, you know, Frank's style and never got out of a helicopter carrying a drink, but it was cool. Greatest cool. picture I'm, of all time. I'm telling you what, that, you know what, I got to tell you. Whenever you see that, whatever they call it, meme, meme, I always call them wrong. Yes. Whenever you see that, but you're never Frank Sinatra cool. I, I got to right. give, give it to the chairman of the board on that one. That's just yeah. one cool shot. Yep. But, you man, I'm telling you, you what. You get out of a helicopter like that. It's great. With the Jack Daniels. Yep. Fedora on, man. That was... Suit and tie, hat yeah, on, I know. and he's got a glass. They nobody, didn't even nobody spill dressed, a drop, right? That's what I was going to say. Nobody dresses. When you go on, my God, it's like being in the hotels I had to stay in. I stayed in nice hotels. Right. But when you see people flying, it's like the it's you like just Walmart roll out of bed. Yeah. And they got on flip flops and pajama bottoms and these stupid neck pillows. I don't even know what the hell they do. And then they're complaining they didn't get a whole can of Coke. I'll give you two, I'll shove these peanuts. <laughs> and, and, and you go to the hotels <laughs> and you go to the breakfast thing and you're like, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd hit the breakfast thing at 6 o'clock in the morning. I wouldn't eat till 8. I'd just take it back up to the room just because I didn't want to look at those people in the morning. Yeah, it's a different era. There's no it doubt is, about that. It is. Wow. It's definitely Well, it's changed. like when you see pictures of baseball games way back when in black oh, and yeah. white, and everybody's wearing a suit and tie in the stands. It's like at Def a baseball I love game. that old uh, – my, my wife – That's there's Paul – my wife, there's no button. You're supposed to remember her name. Glenda. Glenda. Man, he, he just like a little parrot. Man, I'm telling you what, if Gilbert Gottfried doesn't come back for the Aladdin remake, you are in, buddy. Uh, I, I'm in Aladdin. <laughs> Thank you. Perfect. You got a little Latin in you? Would you like to have some? Would you like some? Yeah, there you go. Um, Can't do that at one anymore. Got any Mexican in you? They're like, no. Awesome. no. Well, that's the other thing, too. You know, you, you miss the ball games, dressing up, suit and tie. See pictures from yep. when they had uh, St. Louis. I saw an old photo a while back. They brought out the streetcars. When they had streetcars all over before mm -hmm. the big three bought them all out and turned us into a driving facility but yeah guys in straw hats the nice dress straw hats fedoras women all dressed up and all that stuff now you see people at the ball game the hand on backwards they're doing this with their hand i'm like i gotta smack you in the back of the head <laughs> the, hat around. Yeah. Yeah. the only thing i like and and i said it to one one young man one time i felt i felt like I, I channeled tony soprano in the one episode where the kids got the baseball hat on i think they're in a hot dog place or something but and i was much nicer I was more diplomatic than this character, but it was the national anthem. And I leaned over to the young man. And I said, please remove that hat. And he was 18, 19. I'm 6'4". I'm a big guy. <laughs> he about 5'8". He turned like... <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. There you go. Thank you very much. Yeah, I was yeah. at dinner at the Capitol Grill a few years ago with a bunch of friends, we would do a, a monthly dinner there. And at a table, this is, you know, on a Saturday night, you know, eight, nine o'clock at night, a fancy restaurant in Philly. And there's a, t a couple, a couple, 20s, sitting 
the next table over. And the girl was impeccably dressed. Nice dress. Her hair is done. The guy she's with is wearing cargo shorts, sneakers, white socks, a T-shirt, and a bucket hat. And I'm thinking to myself, this is horrible. So and they, let I him, go to the, they let him into they the let dining in. room? Right. Oh, my oh, God. Wait. So I go to the men's room. As I come out of the men's room, she's coming out of the ladies' room, and I can't help myself. I take one look at her. I said, you can do so much better. And she looks at me and says, oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> First date, last date. Man. Wow. I can't believe Too they much. actually, you know, on the Capitol Grill. I can't believe they I, I said to the, the uh, major date, it's like, yeah, we don't have a dress code. I'm like, maybe you should. Wow. Oh, yeah, it was horrible. It looked ridiculous. Absolutely looked ridiculous sitting there. But so, it's, yeah, hey, welcome to the world. It's funny, with the well, night I was there, Mark McGuire was sitting at the bar. <laughs> that hoodlum. So I don't yes, like him in this Exactly. Time. <laughs> I don't like him around here. He's not a favorite anymore. I think they took his boulevard down too. They gave him, a, you know, named a street, which I always thought right. was really. Nobody likes me in this town anyway, so I'll say it. I thought it was really crappy when they named the street after him. They were the team was playing somewhere else. Right. And I'm thinking, couldn't you fly him out? <laughs> you know, to be there for the the unveiling and then just fly. It was an evening game. You know, take your morning, fly in. It's not like you're driving the plane. Right. Just and, and flying back out never did. But yeah, with all that stuff, and he's not a big. Uh, no. I'm sure there'll be somebody I know go, oh, yeah. I don't like Mark Moore. I have a hard time with baseball as it is now. Yeah, I liked baseball when same. I was a kid growing up. That's how I learned, you know, back in the day when you had the. Do you remember these? You maybe. Uh, I think Panasonic had this little green. Mine was green. It was like a almost a globe, a ball radio mm -hmm. am fm radio i don't even know if it was fm on it and at night daytime broadcasters because it was one of the first jobs i had in in, in radio was it, you work for daytime broadcasters so they had to shut their signal off at sunset and then other ones could use those signal those lines and stuff was this during and, the depression i mean yes what? yes it was actually the guy started <laughs> the radio station during the depression Jesus, that's before well, our time yeah. how old are you my god yeah man. no no and they would no they were still going on in the in the 70s and stuff like that and i tuned in to, and i could catch so i got turned on to jazz uh picked up radio stations down in new orleans and listened to jazz and i would listen to the cleveland indians it's like KMOX here, the, the, the voice of the Cardinals. Uh, they have a, they're a free signal station. So there are stations that when they sign on, you can't get them. When they have to sign off, uh, you can, that signal goes across, and they can pick it up all over the place. Wow. Yeah. You know, this was before iHeartRadio and Internet Connections. <laughs> well, you can get any station anywhere. Yeah. You were My saying there's a, there's a Google app, and I... I can't remember what it was. Somebody sent it to me that has a map of the world laid out and yeah. there's dots on the map and every dot is a radio station and you click on it and it's like Budapest radio. I mean, it's, it's wild. Instantly get radio from anywhere in the world. I think there is one called is it garden radio yeah. garden, garden radio. So, and, and it's, it's online mm -hmm. and it's, and it is that exactly with I'm, I was trying to look for it, but but I don't see it here. Um, where yeah, it's a map, it's the world, and it's yep. you know spins, and wherever there's a dot, 
There's a radio, yep. you know, there's a radio station you can click on it and listen to yep. music yeah, you know, all over the world. Radio Melbourne oh. or something, yeah. It's mm -hmm. pretty cool. It's like all the yeah. cable channels, you can have a thousand of them, there's still nothing on. Exactly. I've, we've reached the end of the internet. We're like, I've watched yes. everything on Netflix. I don't, all yeah. we're doing is redoing stuff anymore now. That and they're just rehashing yeah. old shows they're bringing them back. Yeah. 20, 20 years later. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't like the show then. <laughs> I didn't like it then. How about you know you why? Because I didn't get an audition. I didn't get a background part of the show. That's why I don't <laughs> like them. That's it. Is your You're battery going? That, what, wait a minute. Christopher, you must be the only guy that's never been on a Law & Order episode. <laughs> yes, I am. Everybody else has been. I know show. everybody else has. I, I I can't get on. And, and, and I even tell people I don't. I don't want to. I always tell people I don't need to be a star. I just want to shine. I just. I will. <laughs> I will. I want to be in the background scenes. I want to be a character actor. That's all I want to yeah. do. I don't want to have a lead in anything. That's a lot of responsibility. I'm half-assing my way through life this far. No, I would give. I would be. You know what? If that sitcom comes out that Jeff was talking about, I'll be a great tag along. I'll get a guest yep. spot eventually. I need a guest spot. I always liked that when you had guest and special guest on your show. Yeah. That's another thing. Special guest this week. Excuse me. Man, you got a good agent if you're a special guest this week. I'm yeah, making a noise. Anyway, Mark, hey, listen, uh, Paul gave me the signal. Oh, boy. The battery's going out, so the show kind of ends. Hey, thanks for coming on. We learned absolutely nothing. Except that you're a great guy, big Frank Sinatra fan. Love your uh, your attitude in life. I think uh, the uh, Liquid Assets lounges. Paul, I'm telling you what, I'm going to call the Greyhound people. I don't even know if Trailways is still in business. We're going to get somebody to sponsor us. Just get us a bus pass. We'll go. We'll go down to Fayetteville. We'll take it out to Philly. We'll go back to the old stomping ground in Chicago. Let's do that. Let's and yeah, uh, we'll just take like the fun. show on the road. We'll just take there the show on the road. Let's do that. Excellent. Yeah. I, I want to do, do a travel show. So I, I, don't I care would love to do a travel Well, we talked about it. We'll do a food travel show. Maybe we should yeah. maybe you should get the, you know, you talk to your agent. I'll talk to Jeff. You know, maybe you can write Perfect. a little, uh, little uh, maybe him and I can sit down and write a little, uh, some kind of sitcom that's kind of sitcom live action uh, mm -hmm. thing. And we'll, we'll turn it into some kind of road show and get it produced. Hey, you help out businesses small and in medium, don't you there, uh, Mark? Yes, uh, I do. Yes, got a I ground do. floor opportunity. No pun intended, even though we're a coffee company, ground floor. Did you see that? I snuck that one that in, Paul. That was good. That was a snappy Vigman. It's going to be smoking. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, listen, his, his battery goes, hey, thanks for coming on. Mark, it was great to, to see you. Love to have you back. It was fun just talking to you, which is, that's all we do. We didn't get to mention the dog. I got to mention the dogs, though. Man, I'm a dog guy. Uh, I got one. one I'm I got sitting one, right next to board. me right now. Which one so, you got? Uh, this is Teddy sitting next to me, my Bernie's Mountain Dog. Paul, uh, you got to check out Mark on, on Instagram. He, he he has a picture almost every day. Every day of, of Teddy, there's a picture. That there's I'm a, there's a picture. You got, you got Brady, right, Teddy, no. and who else am I missing? Oh, Truman. Truman's Truman, the, the fat hound. Oh, poor he dog's going to be in He's going to be in therapy. He is so fat. Is he fat? Is he fluffy or is he damn? He's just damn. damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn boy. He's, so He's not fluffy. Trust me. He can't even get on and off the couch without like grunting. 
It's hysterical. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Oh my it's god, just I just pathetic. realized that I'm fat then. <laughs> I can't get off the couch without grunting either anymore, I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, but Truman's only three, so you know. <laughs> what can I say? Wow. I you know what, Paul? I can tell this is going to be good. We're going to have to have Mark on talk about something serious. We don't talk about anything serious. It's just fun. Who knows? Well, you know what? We're always kicking ideas around. We may be able to uh, maybe able to figure out somehow. we got to pitch this to somebody. Somebody's got to pick this up. We right? can find somebody with some real money. Take yes. this on the do a little food, little uh, cigar shop kind of thing. Uh, there you go. You know, pick out a local guy to take us to to uh, some of the some of the some of the good places to eat that haven't been bastardized by the Food Network yet. Yes. God, I hate that. When I was on the road, I would find I would ask people where to go, and they would tell me there was a place in Omaha called Dinkers. It's in a house. It was when they used to have neighborhoods and that you know the house one of the houses was converted into a bar and everything else it was a cash only place burgers the whole bit freaking good and you know there was other places chicago was that gene and jude's mm -hmm. some of the other yeah. ones and then they got on the shows and then you would go just to get a double dog with fries and the lines out the door and it wasn't anybody from the neighborhood yeah it was all the tourists that had to come by and see it there's a place here in in uh in St. Louis Crown Kitchen Candy, and they do a bacon sandwich that's a pound. Perfect. Whoa. And he was on Man Versus Food, which was great. Great for business, great for everything else. But now it's it's on that to-do list. Let's say I'm going to St. Louis to visit my Aunt Mary and Uncle Al. What do I want to do? Nothing to do in St. Louis, no. <laughs> uh, going to go to the zoo, going to see a ball game, go to the Science Center. Got to go to Crown Kitchen Candy. And it's around the block, and you're like, God dang it. Yeah, it ruins so, it. Yeah. Takes all the fun out of it. That's the, that's the thing. We'll find new places. We'll find the up-and-comers. We'll be go. the problem. We'll introduce new new places, and people will be like, oh, let's go there. There you go. Perfect. So, right. well, thank process. you, man. Thank you for another great week. Yeah. Sir, I will talk to you soon, Paul, uh, this week. Because we're, I was talking to Chris today. We're going to take uh, one of the guys who's going to come on. We're going to take the show to a, a lounge. So I got to, you know, I got to talk microphones and stuff with yep. you later this Great. week. Uh, Mark, thanks again for uh, coming. Out. It looks like you're in an alien ship, like you're an astronaut. I swear, he's got I'm the on thing. The patio and that's this. the rain curtain. It, it, he's, but it's got a nice glow. At least for my end, <laughs> it's got a little green glow and everything. And I'm, you know, you got <laughs> the orange the contrast. It's like I feel like at any time he's just going to go, Houston, we have a problem. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's just Perfect. like I'm smoking a cigar on Mars. I'm just relaxing. I'm, nice way to relax. The wife left yeah. you alone. That's good. Well, if I smoke a cigar, she leaves me alone. It's, what do you think wow. I smoke for? 24-7. <laughs> yes. That's the problem. All righty, man. Well, thank you. Yeah, Hi, thanks for, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Just Saying Podcast. Up next will be Divorce Court <laughs> with Mark Sandler. <laughs> no, no. But anyway, hey, look, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. It was really actually good to meet you for the first time, so to speak. Yes, sir. This is shit I do. We, we do it all the time. <laughs> it's what I did all the time. Great guy. And it looks like you have fun. I saw a couple of pictures from Holtz. Uh, it's a great yeah. area. I, lo I love those. I love those guys. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, which Gotta is just try. magical because I have no idea. It's like an illusion.
Uh, but enjoy it. It was fun. Thanks for coming on. Thanks. Paul, no, always. Thanks for having me. Thanks, thanks for coming on. Um, thanks for not pressuring me about getting you a battery. Anyway, time's the showdown. Uh, Ryan okay. was over there. He was actually holding up a thing. You're at 50 minutes. Shut up. I get paid by the hour. But anyway, <laughs> listen. All right, guys, we are, we're, we're finished. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Guys, this has been the Just Saying Podcast, Everyday Conversations with everyday people who are extraordinary as we find out when we meet them fresh and new too sometimes. So join us in a couple of weeks. This one will be up in a week or so. Uh, you can catch us on the Snappy Bigman channel on YouTube and then the audio will be on Google Podcast, Anchor, Spotify. And one of these days, I swear to God, I'm going to figure it out how to put it on the Apple. I will do that because... I got the I new phone. Okay. And if you want, I got plenty of invitations. So let me know. And then you can join Paul and I in a room in Clubhouse, too. Clubhouse. Where I blatantly yeah, promote right. the show in a, in a non-assuming manner of being coy and shy. Paul sees right. Exactly. Anyway. All right. All right we're going to call it, guys. guys. Thank you very much. And good night.